ラリと光る光の目安らぎ捨ててすべてを捨てて悪を追って空かける Hey everybody, welcome to Amazing Spider Webcast, part two, also part one. This is going to get confusing. I should have just done, maybe next, the last one needs to be episode zero and this needs to be episode one.、Uh, anyway, in the aforementioned、uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 episode, I told you a little bit about a Japanese Spider Man. That was the intro to the Japanese Spider Man. Just look up the intro. Just see what you think of the intro, and、uh, that'll help you decide. That'll help you decide what a good choice you would be making to watch that. So, as promised, we're going to get right into The Amazing Spider Man issue number one. We've got two great feature length Spider Man thrillers, and、uh, if you'd purchase this at the time of its release, you'd be paying a fat 12 cents. 12 fucking cents. So, here's the deal. We get right back into Spider Man. We get right back into his life. And basically, he's like, damn it. Uncle Ben is dead.、Uh, we have no money. Everything's horrible. And,、uh, you know, he went and got it. gives us kind of a recap because it was a few months in between、uh, the last Spidey adventure. And so he decides, oh, Peter Parker's like, you know what? I could make some money basically doing like performances. So he says, all right, cool. I'm going to just, I don't know, go to some place, do a performance. Of course, there's a part where he's in, <laughs> he's in school and all these people are like, oh, gang, look, Spider Man's going to put on a show and admission is only a dollar. Let's all go. I find it funny that the admission to the Spider Man show is a dollar and the comic is 12 cents. It costs 10 times as much to see him. Well, okay. A comic today would be like four or five bucks. And I guess if I went to see Spider Man on Broadway, that'd be 40 or 50 bucks at least, right? So maybe that's, maybe that's even. And of course, Peter Parker's in class、uh, looking like a total c h i n e r d doing stuff with test tubes. And he's like, Count me out, kids. I can't make it. And they're like,、uh, We might have known he'd rather study.、Uh, who needs that walking bookworm anyway? It'll be more fun without him. It's funny that. The way this is written, they're like the students at this high school almost seem to be selected.、Uh, you know how sometimes a school g e t in trouble because it's like in high school you're not really supposed to recruit athletes or something and they're recruiting athletes? This is like they're recruiting, okay, who's basically the most needlessly prickish to nerds? That's who we're going to get at our school. We're going to actively recruit those students. So, Spider Man puts on a little show. Everyone's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then after the show, he goes into the, the office and the guy's like, all right, well,、uh, I need to make a record for taxes. I can't give you cash, so I have to give you a check in order to do that because I'm like, a, I'm supposed to be a good accountant, but I am wearing a suspicious like, fedora with sort of a zebra stripe thing on the brim. And the Spider Man is like, I can't tell you my name. No one can know my identity. Just make the check out to Spider Man. And the guy's like, Okay, you're the boss, but you'll have a mighty tough time cashing it. A tough time cashing it, eh? Well, we'll just see about that. Cut to the bank. I'd like to cash this check. I'll have to see some identification. 
What about my costume? Don't be silly. Anyone can wear a costume. Do you have a social security card or a driver's license in the name of Spider-Man? No, I don't. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I liked, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny already. I mean, these older comics are sort of tough to read because they're so, they're just so dated the way they're written and they're very expository. You know, they're like, oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Well, I guess I'll punch him with all my strength. And what you're seeing in the picture is him punching with all his strength, right? But uh, I don't know. That was a good little gag of, uh, well, just make it out to Spider-Man. And then he goes to the bank and then the guy's like, well, fuck you. So then, of course, now they have uh, the editorial in the newspaper from our friend J. Jonah Jameson. Him of the Hitler mustache, the high and tight crew cut, chomping cigars like there's no tomorrow. Uh, you know, and we get the headline right off the bat, Spider-Man, menace. And uh, he also is delivering lectures all over towns, about uh, all over towns, all over town, about how he's a bad influence. Children may try to imitate his fantastic feats. Think of what would happen if they make a hero out of this lawless, inhuman monster. We must not permit it. I say that Spider-Man must be outlawed. There's no place for such a dangerous creature in our fair city. It's uh, And then, of course, he's like, they should respect real heroes in this city, like my son, John Jameson, the test pilot. <laughs> I like, this is like kind of what I'm talking about dialogue-wise. My son, John Jameson, the test pilot. You know him. He test pilots things. So anywho... Spider-Man's frustrated. He loses his job where he got the checks that he couldn't cash anyway because the guy who's hired him is like, oh, I can't have a menace working here. Menace. That word's going to plague him forever. Um, so here's what happens. Then we cut to J. Jonas Jameson's son, John, test pilot, who's test pi piloting this like space capsule, right? It goes shooting off, but it's all fucked up. There's some kind of guidance system that's fucked up, and they're like, oh my god, he's going to die. He's flying around like crazy. And there's only one person who can save John Jameson. And that is Spider-Man. <laughs> In case you didn't know. So he goes to J. Jonah Jameson and some, I don't know, colonel or some shit, and he gets some kind of unit that plugs into the spaceship. Uh, and he's like, all right, now I just have to figure out how to catch a spaceship, plug this unit in, and I'll save the day, right? So he goes swinging off. He catches up um, with some pilot. Well, he goes <laughs> he goes to a military base, and, you know, there's someone who's like, you there, stop, and he just webs him, and he's like, no time for that now. And that's like a classic, um, you know, it's like 24, right? So he's like, no time to explain, and then they just go running off because you're like, well, if I explained it, that kind of ruins the show, part of the show, and this has to be a show. Um, realistically, yeah, we're going to be in a plane for like five hours to get to Cambodia or whatever, so I could probably, ex I'll, I'll explain on the way. Um, but yeah, a lot of no time to explain. That's kind of how this is. I don't have time to just be like, I'm Spider-Man, I have a control module, get out of my way, but I'll just shoot you with web and knock you down. So then a guy takes him up in a plane um, for really no reason, and they catch up with the capsule, right? They're kind of like intersecting with it. They're coming at it at a, uh, what do you call, like a 90-degree angle. I don't even, I don't know how, I'm not describing this well. They're, they're catching up to the capsule. Spider-Man webs that shit, climbs up the web, 
gets on the capsule, throws in the the module, and he did it. He saves the day, uh, jumps off, and he's like, ah, now I won't have any trouble performing in public. I can get my old job back because I saved the day. And, of course, the next day's Daily Bugle headline, five cents, by the way, this is the entire headline. There's no image. It just says, this newspaper demands that Spider-Man be arrested and prosecuted. Editorial by J. Jonah Jameson. This takes up almost the entire first page. It's in like, I don't know, 50-point font. Huge, bold bubble letters. And basically, he's like, oh, this was all a plot by Spider-Man to steal the spotlight from my son. He sabotaged the capsule, blah, blah, blah. And then he forced his way onto a plane and all this stuff. And then you've got another uh, newspaper headline, Wanted. And it says, <laughs> caution, he is dangerous. Report him to nearest FBI office. Spider-Man, reward for his capture. So Peter Parker's like, oh, great. That's, I, things have gotten even worse. What will happen to the amazing Spider-Man? So then we cut to part two. Uh, Spider-Man versus the chameleon. So Spider-Man gets this idea. He's like, I know how I can make some cash for being a superhero. I'll just join the Fantastic Four. They'll just be the Fantabulous Five if I join. That's going to be, this is going to be a great thing. Now I'm going to just tell you guys a spoiler alert. Because there is a great, uh, probably late, somewhere around the 2010s, uh, Spider-Man does join the Fantastic Four. He takes the Human Torch's place when the Human Torch dies. In a very touching moment where, you know, the Human Torch left like a video will of some kind and kind of says like, I know how hard it is for you when you lose family, and I want to offer you the best thing I've got, which is my place on this team and in this family. It's a very touching, very heartwarming moment. kind of goes all the way back to Amazing Spider-Man number one, when he has a very abortive attempt to join the Fantastic Four by basically he breaks into the Baxter building. He comes flying through a window. He gets trapped in a huge uh, plexiglass cage, that they made, although he forces it open and breaks it. And uh, <laughs> Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. That device cost us thousands. If you wreck it. <laughs> I like that he's like, I designed this cage for somebody. And if somebody escapes from this cage, I'm going to make them pay for it. I don't know how, because it would be a lot easier to make someone pay for something if they were trapped in the cage. But nonetheless... So then they have a superhero fight, you know, where they all kind of demonstrate their powers. Oh, look, I'm stretchy. Oh, look, I'm really strong. Oh, look, I'm invisible. I'm flame. And Spider-Man is like, oh, okay, well, um, he kind of stymies him, right? He can fight back. And then he's like, all right, I wanted to show you what I could do. So let's get down to business. How much does the job pay? I figure I'm worth your top salary. (laughs) The thing. I knew it. That... Kook has rocks in his head, Miss uh, Invisible Girl. Afraid you made a mistake, Spider-Man. We're a non-profit organization. Mr. Fantastic, we pay no salaries or bonuses. Any profit we make goes into scientific research. Human Torch, you came to the wrong place, pal. This isn't General Motors. Uh, So then Spider-Man leaves. I might have known you're just like all the rest, ready to believe the worst of anyone. Okay, keep me out of your group. Who needs you? I'll make you guys look like pikers. (laughs) Yes, pikers. Huh. So then he leaves, and then they kind of the Fantastic Four feels kind of shitty. Cut to the chameleon, a guy who's wearing what looks like a medicine ball for a head. 
and goggles, and he just basically has disguises. He makes, you know, masks and stuff. He's the master of disguise. He disguises himself as a Spider-Man, robs a fucking bank, uh, and then everyone's coming after Spider-Man, but really it's the chameleon they should be after. He escapes in a helicopter, and uh, which is, by the way, I wonder, like, about old-time stuff, right? Like, okay, now it seems impossible to me to do a crime today. Like, how do you rob a bank and get away? It seems like they have a million thousand ways to catch you. There's a million thousand things you're going to be recorded on, right? But I feel like if in 1960-whatever, you just, you had a helicopter for the day, you're like, I'm going to get this helicopter. And uh, basically, I'm going to invest in a helicopter, learn how to fly a helicopter, and then I'm going to rob a bank and escape via helicopter. I feel like you might be able to do that. Am I crazy to think that? That you might just, or that you could have a souped-up car that would allow you to escape. So the chameleon's escaping. I don't, I don't know why he needed to disguise himself as Spider-Man. I feel like he could have just fucking robbed the place. So Spider-Man has to catch this helicopter. He does a slingshot maneuver, similar to the one you would see in the uh, first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. And he makes a parachute. He catches up to this fucking helicopter and uh, rips the door off the helicopter. So this is kind of like the first indication, I think, of super, super strength. There's a whole run-in with the cops. And uh, this is also an early version of Spider-Sense. I don't think you get, like, a lot of Spider-Sense before this, where he kills the lights, there's three cops in the room, he knows one of them is the chameleon, and he can pick him out, you know, he can sense him in the dark, he can feel that he's there. But uh, the other cops try and stop him, Spider-Man flees, although he tore the chameleon's costume, and so he gets busted. But he doesn't know that, he just thinks the cops are after him, and the issue ends with him running down an alley, and as the chameleon is led away, a lone figure loses himself in the shadows of the silent night. Nothing turns out right, Sob. I wish I had never gotten my superpowers. And uh, later, as the late editions come out, four famous figures ponder the case of the amazing Spider-Man, Invisible Girl. Reed, he's so powerful and so confused. What if Spider-Man ever turns his superpowers against the law? Thing. Yeah, if a teenager can be so blame strong, how strongly be when he gets older? Human Torch. Ah, uh, we won't ever have to worry about him, Mr. Fantastic. Won't we, Johnny? I wonder. Cut to the 2010s when Spider-Man is beating the shit out of Reed Richards during the Marvel Civil War. Um, anyway, and the whole world will have to wonder until our next great issue. Don't miss it. And there you go. That's kind of the second issue. That's basically what happened. Um, it also has, much like Amazing Fantasy 15, an ending that's got, like, the secrets of Spider-Man's web. And it, it shows it in context of the Fantastic Four. So here we go. Uh, so fantastically strong is Spidey's web. That's a weird con- uh, syntax there. So fantastically strong is Spidey's web that if it were possible to increase its thickness to a half inch, one strand would be enough to hold the mighty muscled thing a prisoner for life. The special webbing is also 90% fireproof. Unless he intensified his flame to a great degree, it could even hold the Human Torch under normal conditions. And the Human Torch is standing there looking like, ah, goddammit, I'm webbed. Mr. Fantastic, Spider-Man's webbing is also capable of stretching to a limited degree, though its power cannot compare to that of Mr. Fantastic's. So, some stretchy. I like how these are the things. It's like, uh, you either have things that are not stretchy, Spider-Man stretchy or Mr. Fantastic stretchy. 
That's how you know which pants you need to buy, depending on how you've been doing on the donuts lately. And to complete our comparison with the Fantastic Four, Spidey's webbing disappears into nothingness after one hour has elapsed, being as impossible to find as the Invisible Girl. That seems like a stretch. It's like, well, it just it disappears, it dissolves. Uh, and when something d- dissolves, you can't see it anymore, and that's kind of like the Invisible Girl. Great. It also shows a bunch of things that he can do with his webs. Apparently, he's devoted many hours of practice to the operation of his web, and he can use it many different ways. He has a yo-yo he made and a lasso. He's made a shield, a parachute, a safety net, which he's catching someone on, a barrier that's stopping a speeding car, as skis. So apparently, he's devoted enough time to practicing with his webs that he's made web skis. (laughs) Throwing a couple web skis there. Hey, buddy, let's go out for web skis later. Um, he can make a raft. It shows it, it's basically just a circle, and he's sitting on it with a, I don't know, a shovel. He could make a club. Now, the club is shooting out of him. You know, he could, as a projectile, a ball. Okay, that's impressive. I mean, you've, when you make skis or a thing that can stop a car, and it's like, or you could make a ball. It's like, hmm, maybe start with ball. Um, or plain, simple, sticky glue, and it shows a guy in high-water pants. Uh, basically, his feet are stuck to the ground. These are just some of the amazing things that Spider-Man can make with his web. Aren't you glad you learned that? I like this stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why this outside the story. I think because when you're growing up and you're a kid and you're reading comics, you're always kind of like, well, who's stronger, this guy or that guy? And you would get the trading cards because then it would say strength seven, strength four. And you'd be like, oh, well, this person's stronger. But then you'd see science brain and it would be like a hundred. And you'd say, oh, but he's a lot smarter. Maybe he could beat that guy. I don't know. And uh, you always wanted to know. You wanted to know, like, what, what are the limits or what are the possibilities? I don't really care that he hasn't made a web shield or had cause to, or skis, I guess. I'm curious to see. Let's keep track, friends and listeners, as to whether or not he actually ever makes web skis. <laughs> Is that what you guys want to be called? Like, should fans of this show be web skis? Hey, web skis out there, hashtag web skis. All right. Well, when we start talking in hashtags, that's kind of when we've reached the end of the rope here. We've reached the end of the web strand. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you again. And uh, in the meantime, keep believing, true believers. (laughs) 